When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media, Gig Bomb and Smithy Marie. Hey there, welcome to The Night Is Dark. This is all about episode four. Hey there, my name's Maud Garrett. I'm joined by the lovely Tiffany Smith and Hello. also Ken Napzok, who's busy on the chat room because this is a live show. We are all about recapping Game of Thrones. We watch the episode just like you. We have our faces melt off in anxiety and theories <laughs> and stories and we write down a bunch of notes and then we want to discuss them with you. We've got a bunch of thoughts and ideas about this particular episode, episode number four from season five of Game of Thrones called Sons of the Harpy. Now you can watch this live on livestream.com, which uh, you can click subscribe and follow the podcast that way. You can also watch the full episode live later at Geek Bomb. Just look up youtube.com forward slash Geek Bombshells. If you want the audio version, good news Ken can tell you all about those. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, an audio podcast as well. It'll be available on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, which is fastly becoming the Knapsack Network. Uh, but it's uh, usually available by Monday afternoon. We're trying to speed that time up. But, uh, you, know, you know, sometimes uh, we're flying by the seat of our pants sometimes. But sometimes we don't wear pants. Normally, I don't. Normally, when not I'm, on podcasts. No. I mean, no one sees your bottom half. So Absolutely. Get another item of clothing. Right now. I'm just glad I have a working screen right now. And uh, there was some uh, a little bit of a Daenerys Targaryen tragedy. Uh, the way, you know, our rule fell apart here a little bit. But we got we, it. We got it we back got up. It. We got it. Um, so if and anyone. I'm the wiser. If anyone out there listening live, uh, if there's any um, technical issues, please just chat. Uh, give us a give us a break here. We're on our own here tonight. Our crew is producing a, another live show somewhere else. So uh, that's that. Let's dive in. Uh, really quickly, though, we have got bonus videos up over at Tiffany's yep. account. Tiff? Uh, you guys oh, can yeah. see bonus videos up on my YouTube channel, Tiffany M. Smith. Um, I just posted the one today of our biggest WTF game-changing Game of Thrones moments. And our video that will go up this week is going to be some of our favorite questions quotes, one-liners from the past seasons. Um, and while you guys are here, make sure you give a follow to I See the Frog. Thank them so much for letting us do the podcast and helping us out here. And obviously, follow us all on Twitter at Tiffany's Tweets. At, at Maud Garrett. Garrett. At Ken Napsack. Ken yes. He's absolutely. in the chat room right now. A few of you worried going, what? You started 10 minutes late. We're here. Yeah. We are doing this. Are you guys ready to get your throne of bonus? Right. Okay. Valor de Horus. This was a massive episode. Like, Every single week it started and I'm like, is this one going to be better? This right. one's going to be better? Every week I'm like, this is my favorite episode. This week, <laughs> though, I'm just going to say it. This is my favorite episode of this season. <laughs> for consistent. sure. You're consistent. For sure. I mean, it's always a power play in Game of Thrones. It's called the Game of Thrones. Everyone right. is maneuvering their way into this position to be the king or now the queen. Right. What I'm loving, though, is Cersei holding on to her power in King's Landing. And I think that she's kind of getting it back a little bit. Marjorie's in a place where she didn't want to be. And, uh, I, yeah, I think that the roads of, of King's Landing are coming together in a way, but yeah. not in King's Landing at all. A lot all. of power play mm -hmm. in this 
episode. And, and, and I think some people who think they're in power aren't. Some people who thought they were are losing it. Mm-hmm. And then there's some sleepers who either have already always been in power or going to be in power. And I think that was a lot of what this episode was about. Well, and I just love that the, the episode opened and Jorah just punches that guy in the face. And I'm like, Jorah, got to get that boat. He's got to get Tyrion to Danny. Sir? I love that shot, though. It was like a yeah. first-person shooter. It was like Sorry. his arm came out. It was like, boof. It, it was, yeah. uh, Sir Friendzone can lay a mother out. <laughs> yeah, right. he can. <laughs> All right. When he needs to. When he needs to for his lady, he's going to do he's that. He's going to do it. <laughs> and, of course, we did figure out who this queen was. Last week, uh, we yeah. had Tyrion tied up in um, ropes and gagged, and Jorah's like, I'm taking to the queen. And we were like, which queen? Well, if you thought it was Daenerys Targaryen, you are, in fact, right. He That is like... He's one and only. Yeah. And he's doing anything to get back in her good books. So he's basically just kidnapped someone that was already going to her. And he called it out. He's yeah. like, you're the worst yeah. person at this ever. <laughs> Tyrion's kind of like, thanks. Yeah. I was already heading there. Yeah. He's like, this is fine. I'll just get there even faster now. We won't have to deal with anything else. And I'll get directly yeah. direct access to her. Because yeah. um, Varys didn't actually have access to her yet. She didn't know he was coming. No, Varys in this was, case, was hoping to get access. Yeah. You're right. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll see if she'll let Jorah in, but with everything that happened in this episode, I think she might be looking to have a partner in crime or someone to help her. She's in a moment of need. I know this was broken up over the show, but let's talk about that entire scene and what happened. Um, Tyrion, Mm -hmm. he picked it. Didn't he? Yeah. We thought he was a little bit of a schlep all through the uh, the small council. First of all, I loved his ball mouth gag version of Reigns of Castabare. Just singing that. Where he until, was singing? Until Jorah. Take that off. Yeah. But yeah, he's so smart. He picked that stuff out. He's yeah. like, well, there's a bear sigil and that's that. And I know exactly who you are. Yes, that's also where it's like, you know, from the beginning, that, those conversations he had with John where he was describing, yeah, I'm the imp that everyone makes fun of, but yeah. I have to have my smarts. And in this case, it's like he read things. He knew about all the people. Mm-hmm. At first, he plays it like, who are you? And then, you right. know, he's just piecing it together, the entire conversation that they're having. It's it, like, it, sorry, I was going to jump the chat. I apologize for cutting you off. Christopher asked a question that thinks relevant to this conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did Varys tip Jorah off to Tyrion? Uh, I don't I don't believe so. And I'm going on well, show only here. I don't think so. Varys was so determined. You cannot leave. We're yeah. in a very, very populated place and hundreds right. of eyes, hundreds more are going to be on yeah. you and you are going to get caught. You cannot leave. And he yeah. was like, the D got to get some V. <laughs> uh, and, and though Varys and, and Jorah... <laughs> Your face. More like he just wanted to piss off of a building, which apparently he likes to do. Don't talk about D getting V in front of Tiff, man. You know? Come on. I will take these headphones off. Oh. Oh, snap. <laughs> did I just say, oh, snap? I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though Varys and Jorah had a, have a past working history together, I, I, I think this is Jorah acting on his drunk self. I don't think here. Jorah would still want to be in contact with the man that no. cost him yeah. everything. But here's the thing is, I also think that he could have been in the background seeing it happen. Varys and is just like, I'm going to let this happen because I know he's mm. going to take her, him to Danny. Maybe, but even it, it, with a Varys, as he said before, when when Ned accused him of, you know, you didn't help, I was captured and you didn't help, and he's like, what am I to do? An un- unarmed man in a room of two, you know, Varys doesn't have those type of skills. I also think he's smarter and he knows what's happening and what the end game is more than we think he does. Yeah, potentially. Well, we've established that uh, Tyrion has. 
the smarts he is. He was always the reader. He hit the books. Yep. He knew he couldn't win a war physically, so he did it mentally, which is why Varys thinks that Tyrion is the best person for Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I did like the fact that uh, Tyrion was just breaking it down right in front of Ser Jorah. Like, the, the yep. power play it just went vroom. Jorah had him captive. Jorah had him held and tied up. And then with words, right. Tyrion was like, I know who you are. You're not. You're nowhere near where you're supposed to be. Therefore, you've been found out because I know you're on a payroll yep. and you're exiled. So really, you you know you you you're think you've got me, me as a gift. Yeah, yeah <laughs> as a guest as well, not yeah. as a captive. Um, uh, did we? Did we I, I sorry, I was I was setting up the uh, shot. Did we talk about Dorn appearing in the credits finally? Oh, we did no, not. We did not. I, lo- I love new credit stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you get the snake. Um, we got to see a bit more of Dorne in this episode, which I was really excited about. A lot more um, Dorne. Yeah. yeah they, I think when you get it in the beginning, every time we've been waiting, I've been waiting for that to come into the credits. I'm yeah. like, well, we've been there. Why is it not in it yet? And this episode, for sure, we got to meet the Sand Snakes. We some got them, to yeah. see some real snakes in Dorne. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. As an Australian, um, I was like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wake up, there's a snake there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Standard. Yeah. yeah. And for me as an American, I'm like, get that snake away. Get that snake away from me. <laughs> well, Jamie had no idea what was going on. Right. Fly by Night 98 says, I want to move to Dorne. I want to go to there. Yeah, <laughs> You want to fight and have sex and then fight and then have sex, which was yeah. weird to me because as they're mm. describing it, I'm like, that's like how people describe the Dothraki. But it's in a different way here because it's like all they did was have sex and fight and have sex and fight. It's a more civilized weapon for a more civilized (laughs) age. So Dawn is a lightsaber. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of lightsabers ignited in Dawn. Oh, geez. Uh, Well, Jamie finally sets uh, land, sets Mm. his feet on Dawn, I guess you could say. He's there with Bronn. Again, this does not happen in the books. Um, So we're all watching this for the very first time. It doesn't, but, you know, as much as I rail on some of the book changes this season and last season, it's it's fun to see Jamie and Bronn kind of... On the road together. Well, and before we even get to the stuff that happens when they're in Dorne, there was a moment with Jamie on the boat as he's talking mm. to him. They're discussing why they're going and why it had to be Jamie. Right. And then he's on the t- the deck of the boat and he's like, "What's that?" And he's the guy talking to him says it's Tarth. And you just mm. see this listful look in his eyes, and I was like, oh, "He's thinking about Brienne." Yeah. Huh? He, he had a song in his heart. It was so good. And then there leads me baby. to the land when they're talking, and he's there like, goes my "How?" Would you like to die? And he's like, in the arms of the woman I love. And I said to them, do yeah. you think he's talking about Cersei or is he talking about Brienne? Well, the last few episodes, there's been a deep hatred between those two. They're just bickering at each other. And Cersei realizes that she mm. has no power over him, you know, using lust to her advantage. And he's mm. just like, I'm watching you destroy everything that our father worked towards. Yeah. So I don't think that he loves Cersei anymore. But he still wants to earn back, like, his position with her in some way. Otherwise... He wouldn't have gone and done this. That's why he was saying it I had to be. I think he wants to get out of King's Landing. Well, I, think I think he, he wants to, to get out of King's Landing. What? But the Cersei fact Burnish that he just ground. kept saying it had to be me, it had to be I, me. I, but I think all those, all the stuff you both have mentioned factors in. But I, I ask you both: How much is this motivi- motivated by him wanting to be a good father for the first time ever? But what would that it, he feels he has to save his daughter when no, slash niece? When he said, "I have to go because my cell is my niece." Yeah. I think he said that, you know, not, he obviously knows the truth, but he's just so accustomed to detaching sure. himself as a father figure to these people, to these kids, sorry. Yeah. But Bron called him out straight away. No, yeah. he's, he's got such a no BS factor about him. He's like, yeah. niece, huh? Like, dude, we all know. Yeah. Yeah, and Bron, yeah, I love that with Bron. Like, 
Please, huh? Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the stuff, too, about Jamie's motivation to, and killing uh, Tyrion. Uh, Rachel Cushing, listening right now, says that was a chilling moment, and I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Where he's saying what he would do if he sees his brother again. Yeah. And I, it was interesting because I, I totally forgot about the fact that Jamie could potentially be really upset with his brother because of him killing their father. I really thought Jamie would be on Tyrion's side, and yes, it maybe wasn't the best decision mm-hmm. um, for the family, especially now because he's seeing what it's done with Cersei. Uh, but that was interesting to me because I just didn't expect that much venom from Jamie when talking about Tyrion. Uh, Jamie could yeah. also find himself in a See lot what of I trouble. Did there? Venom, snakes, hey, hey, ho! Hey. Uh, I, th- I do think it's interesting that um, if yeah, it gets found out, if it gets out there, like. Cersei's got that power over Jamie. She goes, you yeah. know, if I tell everyone that it was you that let Tyrion go and you caused the death, you're gone. Yeah. Power play. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, though, that Jamie cares about that at this point. Like, cares about being in a position of power. Because if she did that, he'd be like, peace out. I'm going to go to Tarth with Brienne. Uh, yeah. No, he wouldn't. He would <laughs> be like, and that's peace out. <laughs> I mean, well, well, more like this. It's more like this. <laughs> It's like a because Lego. It's a Lego it's hand. It's a Lego hand, which came in handy. handy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as we're watching it, Maud goes, I hope he uses the hand as a He's shield. The hand. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, basically, he has the greatest surprise shield ever <gasps> until people realize that he's yeah. Jamie. I mean, I have to say, we all host Star Wars podcasts. Guys, what is the thing about losing your right hand? Yeah, it's, a, it's your sword hand, really. Everywhere you go, it's like, Be a oh, left-handed there it is. fighter, I guess. <laughs> um, Christopher again points out, he says, Jamie is totally redeeming, redeeming himself. I think, though, he's redeemed himself a few mm-hmm. times, and I think this is the next redemption moment he has but the poor guy still has to have redemption moments this is a battered character at times joel says he still remembers hating jamie from season one right and that is he was kind of the big baddie one of the big baddies we all hated him in this you're pounding your sister you're killing little boys (laughs) yeah he had no compassion right and now he does and when you look at him even talking about his niece and that Mm -hmm. he wants to go rescue her and you look back to season one about how much disregard he had for they Rannis felt and shoves invincible. Him out the That's oh, why Tywin Lannister put them in a position where they could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. He would pay away all of their problems. He would turn a blind eye to the fact yeah. that his kids were bonking each other. Like yeah. you know, but he, they, they, they they could get away with yeah. murder, literally. Well, yeah, the, the Lannister dynasty has gone for quite a while, and and with Tywin, you're talking 20, 25, 30 years of power. You're right. Which in they, those days is like. Four Four generations. Yeah, 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 they all feel as though they were invincible. And, yeah. and, and to, yeah, you're right. Jamie didn't have compassion at the beginning. I think a lot of it with Jamie is a is a shell around his heart because he's had to. Yeah. The Kingslayer stuff still gets him yeah. because I believe he I believe he was a good guy in that yeah. scenario. Well, but he would hide behind his skills of his sword. Yeah. Well, like, I'm now a good fighter. he's learning everything all over again because I was like, it yeah. was Jamie's first fight. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This was his yeah. first fight back. LeBron was a good teacher. Hand. He was, yeah. And <laughs> just he asked had him. No, <laughs> he yeah. had no hesitation reminding him of yeah. that. How just badass does Braun continue to always be? This guy... <sighs> There's a reason why he's still alive. And I love yeah. the fact that the fact that he's still alive, he's thinking about death. He should have yeah. died by now. He knows that. He knows he's had a really difficult and uh, adventurous life. Yeah. yeah. So when they ask the question, how would you like to die? He goes, I want to die bored. I yeah. want to die <laughs> watching my sons fight over my wealth. And I yeah. want to die, you know, in my love, not in my lover's arms. He just wanted to be happy and bored. Jamie wanted and I, the I, lover's arms. Yeah. yeah. Which was a great, yeah. Yep. 
Which got us thinking. Got got Tiffany I mean, asked the question, asking here. When Jamie says uh, he wants to die in his yeah, I'm saying it's Brian. I'm definitely saying Brian. Brian. Huh? Last week I guessed it. I said that he was taking Tyrion to Danny. I mean, yeah, he was taking Dear- Tyrion to Danny. Yep. Mm-hmm. This week I'm going to say he was talking about Brian. Do you think it was Brian? I absolutely oh, okay. do. I mean, I think. With Cersei, it's not love anymore. Mm-hmm. With Cersei, I feel like power. It's, it's more about power. It's more about position. It's more about proving, I think, that he is still a man, that he can still have control. And a little bit when you're in that relationship that's ending, but you're like, ah, but the sex is good. I don't want to leave you. But he doesn't even have that anymore. Right. <laughs> but then, you, then, then, you, then, you know, you get meet someone else at a bar or on a or, road when you're uh, captured. Yeah. And you or you fight with them. Yeah. I think he's completely rediscovering who he is because yeah. he was so used to fighting and he knew his role and he knew, mm-hmm. he knew his responsibilities. And now he's kind of like, whoa, I've let go of my brother who's killed yeah. my father. My sister right. doesn't want to talk to me or have anything to do with me. I kind of find myself having wistful faces over a woman who is constantly compared to a cow. Yeah. Right. And you not know. necessarily someone that I would think I would have ended up with. Right. This so. is a new Jamie. Which is yeah. kind of life sometimes. It's yeah, true. it is a new Jamie. It is a new Jamie. And I think uh, it's uh, he's always been one of the more compelling characters after it all started to un- unravel for mm-hmm. him. Uh, I, I, I'd love to see his growth as it continues to go. Mm. And I think just jumping off of that where we're talking about Cersei so much, I mean, this episode for me with her, we talked a little bit about the power play that she's doing, but... I kind of had no idea where it was going with her. Well, last week she was desperate. Yeah. Remember how we were saying the conversation she had with Marjorie and she was getting owned and she had this kind of like desperate, if you need anything at all. Boom. That was her going, I'm going to I'm planning stuff up. But at that point, I don't even think she had a clue what she was going to do. I do. I don't think she, but I don't think she knew about the sparrows enough to know what she well, could do. She's with a them. formidable ally. I, she I can, did once she met you know. them, but I don't think when she was talking to Marjorie, she had pieced it all together yet. Mm, she okay. goes to oh, talk yeah. to the sparrows, and she's like, "Huh? Huh? How can I use this? I figured it out. I'm gonna make them a holy military." Yeah, yeah. well, they're reestablishing the faith, faith militant, militants. which is something that had been. And I'm drawing a little bit on the book knowledge here, not to uh, spoil anything. It's just. That's the history of it. It's a high sparrow. They're playing it different in the show. Yeah. They're playing it slightly different where Cersei seems or I believe she's in a better position of power to go, hey, yeah. I'm going to give your army back. And in the books and out there, book readers can correct me if I'm wrong. It was a little bit more of him going, oh, you need me? Well, here, here's what I want you to do. Well, what? the moment where she says to him, she's like. Yeah, you were the only person who didn't want it, and that's why yeah. I'm giving it to you. I'm like, you're an idiot. Right, and, and Jonathan Price is is doing such a great yes, job as a high so sparrow well. because you believe you're looking at his face, and I'm looking for signs of him kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want anything. No, yeah. this is the greater good. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Yep. the greater good. The greater good. good. <laughs> He's playing it. Yarp. He's playing it so well. I love great casting yeah. with Jonathan Price as a high sparrow. And I, I legitimately thought they were going to kill Loris. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen. Once you saw them starting to wreak havoc in all of King's Landing, it was crazy. I mean, the fact that they completely destroyed and murdered a lot of people yeah. in Littlefinger's mm-hmm. brothel was pretty epic. And then they go to Loris, and you're like, yeah. but he's he's safe, right? No. He's in the King's God. Yeah. And that's where you realize, oh, Cersei has had this plan from the very beginning. And she has thought it out completely because she's like, okay, yeah, I'll send my son to go and try and get him out. But that won't work because they're spiritual. They don't bow to the king like everyone else does. Right. 
and and Tommen in this comes off as so not Joffrey, but oh. for once I'm saying that in kind of a bad way. Yeah, because uh, he has no clue. He is a naive little boy his who just had his first. between his fingers. <laughs> he, he just yeah. he just had his first, uh, and he's still kind of recovering from that. Now he's got a pissed off Marjorie. Yeah, and the yes. pow- the switch of power. How'd you guys like Marjorie now? Kind of crawling and scrambling to get back into control. Well, because I don't even think she knew what was going on, where she's like, I don't understand what this group is or how they've come into power necessarily. Mm -hmm. I know Cersei had something to do with it, but I think that your title alone is enough to help me, and it's not, and that's when she's like, I'm going to call my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me back to the bonus video that we did last week where it was like epic moments. And Lady Elena, for me, is one of the strongest characters because she's one of the only people who's gotten away with something massive and mm-hmm. no one knows. Regicide. Yeah. yeah. That, that's always been a, that's a great point you made last week. I never really thought of it until you mentioned yeah. it. It was like, oh, she's the one who's like, yeah, I killed the king. I'm going to peace out here and go to my gardens. Y'all have fun now. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris has made a really good point in the chat. She's mm-hmm. saying, you know, Cersei's giving all this power to a the faith military, yeah. saying, you know, if there's any hypocrisy or if anything's doing wrong by the, the Lord, you know, they'll have their comeuppance. He's saying Cersei ain't so innocent herself. Is she giving right. power to the very thing that could destroy her? It's And I saw it's, Rachel uh, comment, it's a separation of church mm-hmm. and state issue, yeah. Well, especially when Lancel is in it, and yeah. he seems to be climbing the ranks. We yeah. saw him get etched, and so he's got the symbol marking his forehead. He's, he's got the Inglorious Bastards Brad Pitt symbol on his head yeah. now. Uh, but what do what work. does he know and what does Cersei knows that he now knows? He yeah. was responsible for helping well, Robert Baratheon die. Well, there's also a chance that they, I mean, we don't know. Maybe they are working together still. There's, there's a chance that that's happening because otherwise Cersei is not as in control as she thinks she is because this is quickly going to fall out of her hands and she's not going to be able to stop them because you're right. There's tons of stuff that she and her brother and her children have mm-hmm. been doing that mm-hmm. would not fall under <laughs> the seven yeah. gods. I, I, I think Cersei, again, I think we touched on this last week, she fancies herself as the next in line to Tywin mm-hmm. and she's not. not even close. She doesn't have those skills. She has skills. Uh, I think Cersei's a very formidable character in this world, but she doesn't have her dad's skills. And in this case, and where it's going to overwhelm her. She needed to be twenty steps ahead, and maybe she's ten steps ahead. Oh, I think she's two. Well, uh, two where she, she might, should be she, four. She, she, she yeah, she's, the, she's two missing, ahead. Yeah. She's really two behind, but she's yep. like, I got this. It's, it's dancing a, all it's over a King's whole Landing. mess. <laughs> and now the the faith militant, you see what they do. They're they're kind of like, thanks thanks for the power. Okay, thanks, yeah. bye. We're gonna go wreck shop over here. Yeah, yeah. and well, no mortal can stop us. And it's crazy because you mm-hmm. see that, and then the juxtaposition, juxtaposition of the sons of the harpy. Right. Where you're like, you just realize Similar. this is this one group that is saying they're there to do what's spiritually right. Um, mm-hmm. And you've seen that in like history so many times. And it's then this cleansing other group of, evil of people that are, yeah, that are yeah. saying, oh, we want to cleanse our city of Danny. Mm-hmm. And we'll do it in the most violent way possible. Just a really quick note that I want to make. Uh, when Tommen did try and go up to um, the High Sparrow to have a chat with him that about all... That was a great old, scene, though. Yeah, that was just like this boom, boom. It's like, we will kill each other to yeah. do this. And do you really want to be a part of that? And he was like, no, I mean, over my head. Yeah. But the background noise of what the whole town was yelling. Mm. Bastard. Yeah. You know, abomination. Yeah. They know that he is not Robert Baratheon's child. Right, so this, right. And I'm like, that's not an accident. They are putting this particular voiceover yeah. in to remind people. And then fa- the fact that Bron said it about Jamie yeah. as well with myself, it's like, 
they are really putting the wheels in motion that people are understanding that they are illegitimate bastards born from incest, well, which has had a big repercussion from their gods. Yeah, yeah. well, which and now has an army. Now that Tywin is gone, he's the one who kept that quiet. Yeah. Everyone knew, but no one would ever say anything out loud because they were Tywin afraid. was there. They yeah. were afraid. Jur uh, uh, says, I think I'm saying that right. Jur uh, says, since the faith militant follow more of an idea rather than a man, though they do follow the high spirit, what mm-hmm. I get what you're saying, can the faith militant actually be stopped? Um, that's a good question because they're they're on a mission from the gods. No. So uh, All they needed was the okay from Cersei. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it. I cannot wait to see the head-to-head of what happens with the High Sparrow versus Melisandre. (laughs) That, to me, because that's where you're like the spiritual fight between the two of them, where it's like, well, I serve the one true God. Well, I serve the seven gods. What's going to happen, you know? It's all craziness. And they're throwing the, hold on, throwing the yeah. Sons of Harpy. And it's like yeah. Battle Arena. Battle God, Arena. I don't even know if this, I don't, like, the Sons of the Harpy, I don't think have any kind of care about what's going on in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like, we just want our city back. Yeah. We don't oh, care yeah, about, no, like, the grand scheme of everything. I don't think These they, other groups are really like, know. we want to take over everything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they really know. Um, and, um, sorry, I had a point and I lost it. Someone, someone made a great, oh, Carlos made a great point. Stannis is the one true king. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, well, and what speaking about, of Stennis, yeah, yeah. Well, just going off of the Melisandre stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. we got to see her again when she came back on. You were like, "Oh, she's there!" Um, oh, she was there. Yeah, she, she. We got to see her. We got to see a lot of her. <laughs> I mean, not that we haven't seen it multiple times before, but uh, having them titties. Apparently, John did not like those. Thankfully, oh, I think yeah. he did. No, he didn't. He, just he knew stopped better. himself. He's man. He's just a little Ned Stark, isn't he? Mm. I swore an oath. I made a vow. He is. I stand by my word, he even though there is a rock hard boner in my man. pants. He is an yeah. honorable man, and it wasn't even what I loved about that scene was. I'm not, he didn't not follow through with her because he's like, oh, I'm honorable. It was because he's still he in still love. is in love with her. Uh, wait, Freddie Concepcion asks me directly, Ken, would you have been as strong as Jon Snow <laughs> with Melisandre? If I was in, with Carice Van Houten, no, I would have failed immensely. But in my life, I've been in some situations where I've been pretty strong. I've been weak, but I've been I've been a little snow in some situations. You also connect so much with Stannis Baratheon, I and he could Stannis. not he could not stand up. But to that her. that was for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make a smoke monster, a smoke vagina, which, smoke baby. Yeah, which I'm like. Is that the goal for her? Because she said something like she talks about all the things that would come out if he would just give in to the power and join well, with her or whatever. And she's like, I have lies and, and shadows. And I was like, there's, uh, there's going to be a shadow baby. Well, there's two, things, make a baby. two giant things. I think that Melisandre uh, either addressed or these scenes brought up. And one is that mm-hmm. Shireen Baratheon has king's blood, as as she points out to, mm-hmm. to her mom. Like, that's why I made you, made you bring your daughter up here. She's yeah. got king's blood, which I need for future sacrifices. Um, and also the question of, of does Melisandre believe that Jon Snow is now the reincarnation of Azor Ahai, which is what she has believed Stannis to be and mm-hmm. put into Stannis that, yeah, you've got the flaming sword, you're, you're Azor coming back to life, which is a prophecy thing. Um, and some w- uh, in other parts believe it's Daenerys, but now she might believe it's Jon Snow. And I think that scene, it either was she just wanted to get herself some snow or she was like... <laughs> Feel me snow. and let me confirm for myself. Oh, you got Sorry. you got the power. 
<laughs> you got the touch. She wasn't questioning it, though. She said, you have it. The fact is that mm-hmm. you keep denying it. And if you would just embrace it, you could yeah. do amazing things. And you I, would embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Which I'm still like. If it is that easy to open her dress and have nothing under it, how she, is it just not? She's no, walking around. And it's like whoop, she's always. If you whoop. watch the other scenes in the other it's other like seasons, one button, it's like yeah. flicked out. Her, her and Marjorie, it's got these dresses that uh, you know. I think you women should look Magic into these. Magic Mike these, these have got really, nothing on these. These women. are really convenient garments. In real life, doing these podcasts, ain't nobody want a nip slip. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Then that dress would be nip slips all the time. It was no effort. It literally was just like, I'm talking to you, John. Hey. Well, she doesn't get cold. I mean, she she doesn't get cold. She doesn't get cold. She does have magic. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. With her mind. She's like, (laughs) And, and the fact that she said, this is why she could be doing all that sex stuff with Jon Snow for some prophecy reasons and some big things, or she might just want some because maybe at one point she communicated with Egret, and Egret's like, "Oh, let me tell you what, you did, what he did in that cave." Well, and on no get experience to that. as well, <laughs> because the fact is, he denies her. Mm-hmm. She walks out and then turns around and says, you "Jon Snow, know you know nothing. nothing." Yeah, and she smirks. She knows. Yeah. It was she not, knows everything yeah, whilst it, he knows nothing. It was not a moment of like, oh, I'm just saying this. And she walks away and John's like, oh, that's a coinkydink. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. you think you're still in love with Egret. Guess who's still talking to her? Me. So yeah. she can obviously communicate with the dead. Why is she tapped? She just needs what the weaknesses of everyone so she can use it against them. Waterfaster2012 asks us, do you think tonight's uh-huh. episode confirms Jon Snow as King's Blood? Hashtag Targaryen. I think this entire um, episode was yeah. doing the R plus L equals yeah, yeah. and I, I do want to get to that but there was a, another great scene at the wall I don't want to skip it but but uh, but but this was a great stuff with John um, let's get all the wool out of the way let's get Can all we the talk wool. about your favorite person this for a minute wool yes wool yes and was... our very own Schmozno intern and correspondent Andres Cabrera tweeted me Andres. a little earlier Ace asked me he hey, says Ace. hey hey do you think will people finally start to appreciate Stannis Baratheon like we do because Ace and I <laughs> Ace and I love Stannis that was a great scene it was a spectacular scene, and here's the number one reason why. Uh, what the show does so well, and even though I will get mad, and there was something in this episode that makes me steaming mad, I will always be a fan of this show because it takes things on pa- on the page of the books and just pops them out so much. And this was Stannis. Yeah. He is a good man. I know you don't believe it, but at the end of the day, he would not let them ship his grayscale inflicted daughter out to old Valanis to be with the stone man. He's no, I'm going to get you cured as best I can because you are my daughter and that is what the right thing is well, to do. Even, I loved it's it. It's not even what's the right thing to do. It's that he loves her. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole scene, I, I I got a little foggy in my eyes. Oh, I, I got a little on. moist too. Yeah. Are you ashamed but of me, father? As he's mm-hmm. describing this story and it's like you pick up pieces here and there and when he said he found the doll and it was from Dorne and I go, I think that that doll had the disease on it mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know if someone sent it specifically from Dorne to Could possibly infect uh, Dorn the is good. Dorn, Dorn is uh, historically good with poisons. That's her thing. Look yeah. at Oberyn. Or was it either way? I'm like, that was an interesting It's a malice attack, I find, I feel. But hearing him talk about the fact, and he didn't just come out and say, no, I'm not ashamed of you. It was, I'm going to tell you a story that explains it better than me just saying that. Yeah. And him saying, I would do all these things because you are my daughter, because I love you. It was it was beautiful because we haven't seen a moment like that with him. And mm-hmm. the mom, his wife, is oh. just cool, the worst. Cool. Rarely do I curse the shows or characters. And I'm like, I hate her. Yeah, you hate She the is mama. the worst. She's so mean. And she hurts her daughter's feelings. And I just don't like it. 
She's also a little kooky. She's got three dead babies in a formaldehyde that collection and she's back watching at home. That Lady Melisandre just completely manipulate and take control and, and have sex with her husband exactly. and doesn't clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever she's, the Lord of Light needs. She's yeah. a little crazy. But for me, this is a great Stannis moment. I Absolutely. know I love him, and I know other people out there love him, too. But others, a lot don't. And this this shows a little bit of his character. It was a great... Stephen Delane, such a great actor. If you've never seen him as Thomas Jefferson in, John, in the John Adams miniseries, do yourself a favor and see that. And, uh, his, of course, his son is... Uh, what's his name from... Um, Harry Potter, um, uh, one of the main, the bad guy, the main kid. Um, oh, Thomas Riddle. One of the guys. It, it, it's it's his son. Draco um, Malfoy. They got some good acting in that family. Um, yeah, Draco. I, I don't I don't watch it as much. Um, I, I the moment a- where he, she's hugging him and he doesn't immediately hug her was a great moment. Great moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry because this did. Have but noticed- then he did hug her, and that's what matters. Great moment. That's what I'm saying. Have you noticed, though, that we are seeing these long-winded expositions happening where one character kind of reveals something about either themselves or another character? Last mm-hmm. week we heard mm-hmm. why Brienne loved Renly and why Ren. she was, you know, why she's a warrior, why she's not, you yeah. know, in the in the castle in gowns trying to be betrothed. She right. was yeah. like, nah, not for me. And then, yeah, this time we see the relationship between Shireen and we're getting a soft spot for Stannis. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the Jamie turnaround. Even anyone that you hate, this show yeah. has the power to make you kind of like I don't them. think I've ever hated Stannis. I just Oh, he an asshole. He was annoying. Like... I'm gonna follow Melisandre, whatever she wants me to do. I kind of am giving over my power to her. That's what I didn't like. And now it's like, okay, he gets it a little bit more, and as he sees John, he's mm. like, okay, I think that, that we're seeing more honor in him than yeah. I saw before. Um that kind of wraps up the wall, but we missed something, and I wanted to go back to it. Leo oh. just tweeted in. Oh. While the nerd is his Twitter handle, Leo tweeted in, Sir Marin, whose name was on a certain list, is going with Mace Tyrell to Bravos, which is um, not really from the books, but it's interesting because that means Sir Marin Trant might run into a girl. In, in Bravos, Bravos, whose name she's been saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I, I don't. Well, the other thing we didn't talk about that happened on the wall was the list of names and the signings that John had to do to get more men for the wall. And as he's going oh, yeah, through this list, moment, yeah. he has to sign it for the Boltons mm-hmm. at Winterfell. And yes, the moment sucked, but I immediately thought, could Sansa possibly see this piece of paper and see her brother's signature on there? And realize that he is at the wall. He's safe, but he's also alive. In a way higher position <laughs> right. than he was when he went in, which could be great for, Lord for the Starks. Um, yeah, I, I've yeah, just I, seen me how I drink beer <laughs> on the monitor. She's watching herself delayed on the actual episode. I can't sip. I'm going to get a jug of beer, can I? <laughs> no, oh, that's so... Uh, there was a good moment. You know what I loved about that scene, too? It, it doesn't have much to do with the story, but it's a great character thing, is watching Samwell and John be in charge of the wall <laughs> and just flashing back to yeah. season one. Yeah. Uh, get up, get up, come on. Eamon Targaryen is still alive. I, I'm sure the actor, who is actually really legally blind, I'm sure he's, he's obviously up there in years, so they didn't shoot a lot with him this year. Yeah. There's definitely more to come with his character and Sam Samwell, but uh, I just love that little moment. That's a great little moment. John and, and Sam, who were used to be practice sword yeah. fighting under Alistair Thorne's scowl, are now like, hey, how do we run the wall? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to write these letters. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. on it, I guess. 
And speaking of Sansa, let's talk about all the stuff that happened with Sansa and Littlefinger because we're in big the stuff, big stuff. They, yeah, it was. I mean, the whole time I'm like, who's listening? Who's listening? First, yeah. we get Littlefinger come well, up. We've seen this happen before. Remember yeah. in the crypts of uh, King's Landing, where yeah. Varys was talking about, uh, you know, in the dragons, where all the dragons yeah. were we're with Illyrio, yeah. And Arya, um, Arya heard overheard that, so I yeah. was like, oh, this happens all the time. Well, and that was. That was really the first interaction that we saw of uh, Baratheon and Ned really talking to each other a bit more openly. That's where he asks him to be yep. the hand of the king. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was in the crypts. Um, so we see Sansa in there and Littlefinger comes to her and, you know, reveals some stuff to her that I yeah. don't... Th- what? <laughs> Matt, Matt Brown just says, can someone please tell Littlefinger to stop kissing Sansa? Please, please, please. please. Wait, so my, the, my reaction to the kiss, though, was... We all went, oh! Ew! Uh. But I go, at least he didn't try and slip her any tongue. <laughs> it was like the sweetest we've ever seen Littlefinger sure. be, even though it was still creepy and gross. Yeah, Waterfaster 2012 asks, ask again, do y'all think Sansa has Stockholm Syndrome? Uh, she seemed she to didn't kiss him that. back. She just froze she, and she, let she, it happen. I don't know. She seemed to open her mouth a little bit. Ew! She did not. No. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you had to choose between Bolton and Littlefinger, because yeah, Bolton and, and will slip captor, you a knife. That's right. Yeah, instead of a tongue. This oh, was a great oh. scene, and this is a, one of those situations where you know, Mod and I can say it's not in the book, but at the yeah. same time, now it might be. Yeah. We might be into winds of winter territory. Also, right this scene happened, and I go, "Hold on, can we pause it for a second? Because I'm glad that I had two book readers with me because I was like, "Wait, what's going can on? Can we just recap who's who?" What was going on? Because when they started talking about Rhaegar and the fact that he like put the lily crown in her the lap, roses. it passed her, passed his wife. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so it's yeah. nice to have people around who have read the books um, to so, help you remember yeah. who people are and what their their circumstances. Basically, were. this is setting up R plus a um, L. Sorry, once once again, yeah. this the, is him saying, yes, you know, Rhaegar Targaryen was betrothed to someone, mm-hmm. flirted his pants off, literally, yeah. with uh, Lyanna, caused a huge war. Dawn came in going, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously... Yeah, this is the second official acknowledgement on the show of what, of what I call the R plus L equals J uh, theory, what everyone calls, I should say. Uh, Oberyn mentions it, mm-hmm. essentially, in, in season four, episode one, saying, you know, Rhaegar cheated on my, my sister with a woman he loved and, and that you've been conditioned to the point in the show and you, you saw Sansa going oh well he, he kidnapped and, and raped my aunt and Littlefinger again it was one mm. of those moments where there there were a lot actually in this episode as we're talking right. about it where it was not what people said but their facial expressions and Littlefinger yeah. when she says that he didn't say anything He's and like, he was just like mm, mm. that's what yeah. you've been told they mentioned and Rachel's excited because I know she's a book reader I think she's read them four times uh, <laughs> uh, um, Littlefinger mentions the great tournament at Harrenhal thrown by, thrown by Lord Went it is key to all the stories in Game of Thrones that tournament at Harrenhal Essentially, uh, what happens there, and there's a lot of things, including what is it? Uh, Rachel, help me in chat. Smiling, the smiling knight or the laughing knight uh, comes in as well. That's an entire story. There's a lot of it stuff at that turn. It essentially started the war. It is Rhaegar telling everyone, "I'm in love with Lyanna Stark, even though I'm married to this woman over here." That started everything. That tournament itself is probably a small book waiting to happen. Yeah, it's a fascinating. If you got the, the the history of Westeros book or you got the app, look up that tournament. Lord went 
uh, holding that great tournament. It is fantastic. And I was geeking out with Littlefinger just basically saying, hey, here's what's going on. Yeah, Sarah Dane, Shara Dane is in there. Yeah, all that stuff. Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning, all that great stuff. Lord of the Knight of the Laughing Tree. Thank you, Rachel. Um, who, <laughs> may have, on you. <laughs> who may have been a, a woman, actually. That could have been just one of the theories. Well, and speaking of the women in higher positions, I really thought it was interesting that Littlefinger, when he's talking to Sansa, what was the title that he said he wanted her to take? As the last official Stark of Winterfell, he basically Oh, Wardis. Was, the Wardis yeah, of the, the North. The Wardis of the North. And that Wardis to me was sounds like a wart that had sex <laughs> on your body. Uh, no. I got some Wardis. Sorry about that. Oh, it's squid. You have everywhere. to say it cooler than that. You have to say Wardis. Yeah, okay, that's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that to me was interesting because yeah. you see Cersei wanting to be in that position, and this is someone who's like, no, Sansa could be in that position of power. Peter's been grooming her this whole time. Yeah. This whole time. And he, and he says goes, it. Yeah. I'm going to go, and you're going to be just fine. Yeah, and not grooming her just to be his lady. No, like. well, but he, say, he says even the most dangerous man can be outmaneuvered, and you're being taught by the best. So that, 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 that's some interesting stuff mm-hmm. here with, with Littlefinger. Well, we know that he's teaming up with Stannis to take uh, um, this land off the Boltons. So he's already got his next play that was, step. That was a great... I, that was, I'm, they phrased it so different than I've, I've read or thought before, where he, Baelish was like, if I was a betting man, and I am, I'd yeah. go with Stannis. The problem for me, though, with that was, as they were talking and walking through the crypt, I was like, Someone's someone is listening. down here. And I don't know that Littlefinger is that oblivious, unless it's Sansa that puts him off his game a bit, is that oblivious that he wouldn't think that someone else was down there. So part of me, as he was saying that, I was like, is he putting a piece into uh, play here? Is, does he know that someone's listening and he's saying this so that they think he's going to, the, to Stannis? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. It could be, because... I, obviously, I have a little bit of the book knowledge on, on what happens, but I, obviously they've thrown a lot of it out. So I was very interested when that's the first time I've really felt Baelish was like, nah, Stannis has got some stuff. But yeah. who knows? Maybe Shaggy Dog's still hiding down there with Rickon. <laughs> yeah. Where is he? We don't know. Osha and Rickon and have Shaggy Dog and Summer are, are believed to be on the island of Skagos. And um, there's a character that's supposed to go searching for them. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Go on. But they're still out there. All right. They're still out there. Shaggy dog. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So we can all agree that the kiss was just like, Ugh. yeah. I put in capital letters, mouth kiss. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, again, I think that that was as <laughs> get, getting, a real weird comparison. Are you getting... But Giddy? S- no. At the mouth kissing? No, stop. Ew. Stannis. Yeah, I'm a 13-year-old who just said, ew, stop. Um, but when you see the interaction <laughs> between Stannis and his daughter and how yeah. touching that was, yeah, I kind of was. felt like this was Littlefinger's best attempt at that, <laughs> where it was like he was really telling her, I've taught you everything. You mm-hmm. are a strong woman. You can do this. I can leave you here and you're going to be fine. Yes, he has weird boundaries that he had to mouth kiss her, but that that was the cleanest we've seen him be. Is Peter treating Sansa like the daughter he thought he could have had? With, or with her. With Ka- Sorry, Catelyn. With Catelyn, yeah. With Catelyn. Or is he going, I couldn't get Catelyn and that's gone, so I'm you're my next best thing. I don't oh, think daughter I don't lover. Think so. uh, Which duh. is it? Baelish is like, Yeah, I'm gonna treat you and train you to be my wife. I don't think so. 
Yeah, it's because it all makes me feel. God very bless your heart, Tiffany. <laughs> We've already established on the show that you believe in the good of everyone, despite pretty clear evidence that Baelish is like, all right, I couldn't have your mom. You're next. <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit of light in his heart still. I don't believe so. <laughs> All right. I don't think he's all bad, but I don't think he has a lot of good in there. We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see now, won't we? Yeah, he's just spurred. He's a he's a, a little uh, beat up, kind of put upon nerd kid who's got a lot of nerd rage. It's going to carry him all yeah. the way to the hand of the king. Which, by the way, the fact that he's going back to King's Landing now is is a departure that is again interesting to me because I think he's going to end up being the hand of the king. Well, and everyone Ooh. says they're going somewhere. Who knows if he actually gets there or gets detoured or, or Agreed, again, he says it to her in the crypt. Maybe yeah. he wanted someone to hear that he's going to King's Landing and he's not actually going to King's Landing. Because yeah, Cersei summoned him. And remember, there's no hand. She's sending away Mace. Uh, the small council's growing smaller, as Pycelle says. And she says, not small enough, because she hates Pycelle. Yeah. <laughs> and she, they, they need a hand. So but Kevin Lannister went away. Enough to be the hand? So far, she just trusts Kyburn. That's correct. Kind of, and correct. now the High Sparrow ish. Ish. Yeah. But I think, I don't think Cersei trusts him, but I think she thinks she needs him. And again, I think it's a mistake on Cersei's point. Oh, uh, duh. She's flailing. <laughs> she's flailing. Yeah. For sure. It's only going to get worse. She's overwhelmed, but she thinks she's in control. Mm -hmm. Whereas Marjorie is upset in this episode. It's like, oh, young lady, you're not as good at this as you thought. You're good. Yeah. You're a good prospect. You're playing AAA baseball right now. Cersei's in the All-Star game, all right? So let her take some swings here. I think that's what's happening I with think Yeah, but she's going to come back with bigger and better people. Oh. Well, and I think with Marjorie, she doesn't, she doesn't think about that people are going to use your family. Like I she don't got awfully protective, she, didn't she? Straight I, away, yeah. she's like, "Don't mess with my brother or my yeah." My yeah, family. I don't think that she thought because her mind just didn't go there that that's where Cersei would go. So she wasn't protecting that part. Which, when it comes to Cersei and the Lannisters, you need to protect your she family. She was pushing Loras onto Tommen. Yeah, yeah, he'll train you. This is great. Get close with him. And yep. Cersei's like, boink. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and speaking of someone who's flailing a little bit, let's talk about everything that happens with Danny. And the sons well, want, of the harpy. Well, well we. No, want, we're, we're, oh, yeah, we already. Sorry, we already we already talked about the sand snakes. We kinda, I did we, want to talk about the conversation that they all had the yeah, girls cool. together riling oh. through. Yeah, I mean, no, that was great. This is the first time we've seen the, the sand snakes kind of get together and we get a vibe of who these daughters are. Yeah, yeah. some of them. And mind you, I think there's nine total. We're seeing three right yeah. now. Yeah, one's got the whip. One's yeah. got the spear. Nymeria. One's got the see-through dress. Uh, I don't. Have, you know, I apologize. <laughs> Which is a weapon in itself. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I could be happy in Dorne. Um, I, I uh, there's so many. There, there are a lot of sand snakes. I believe Keisha Castle Hughes Knight Pullman is uh, playing Nymeria Sand. I, I, there's so many characters. Well, I can't she remember. Says she's not actually. Yeah. She wasn't actually Oberyn's daughter. Um, through well, that through that conversation, yeah, it Nim, Obara, like, and Tyene are what we're seeing now. Thank you again, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> you should then, be an official contributor <laughs> to the show. Um, but that they weren't at, that wasn't actually her father. That she was in this position, and he comes up to help her. Yeah, you're um, right. Did I miss that? I think I might have been. Uh, well, because she that's when she basically says. Understood. <laughs> I'm just going to Yeah. Um, but where Hilaria's right. asking them, which side do you take? And she says, 
do you take um, Dorne's way, which is Prince Dorne's way, yeah, yeah. which is peace, or my way, which is war, war. to avenge which is over war. Yeah, the nudie dress one says, "I choose you, mother." Right. And over there, and then she asks, "What's the what?" Which Nim. 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 She asks Nim, and then she goes into this backstory about the fact that Oberon came up and protected right. her, and was like, "You can choose your weapon." It's irrelevant of sure, the gender, but, yeah. but, which I thought yeah, was cool. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. I'll t- I, I believe she is Oberon's daughter. Still, I have to go watch that speech again. But uh, I mean that. Uh, Leo is confirming in chat that she is Oberon's daughter. <laughs> yeah, I think they're all. But Oberyn's. does it say? But it was the, the way that it. Came but they all were supposed weird. to be. They are. They're, they're all his daughters. But I, I was thinking maybe for a second they. Daughters, I missed but not by blood. No, no, they're all. Uh, Oberon liked to have some sex. No, I know that, but I, I don't know. Maybe I need to. <laughs> no, no, the, that the Sand Snakes are going by the book now. They all are his daughters. Uh-huh. You you got me for a second. And I thought maybe I missed something because there is a character not in the show who has a lot to do with Dorne that is not Oberyn's daughter. It's actually Doran's daughter, uh, Arian uh, Martell. Um, so I thought maybe for a second they combined okay. it and I had missed it. But I need I to think, rewatch yeah, that l- scene then. Let's stop the show and rewatch it. <laughs> no. uh, I will do it after the show. Uh, yeah. I think now though, um, Alaria's realized that the race is on. There's two parties now trying to get um, Marcella first. Uh, Leo says that's what Leo. Thank you, Leo. No, she's his bastard. Was living with her mother. Oberyn found her is what she was the point she was getting across. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. Okay. Oberyn liked to bang. Abara uh, uh, just didn't know when she was yeah. little. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Clarify it. Um, the other thing that we get revealed in that scene where she's talking is the fact that they know that Jamie is there. Yeah. So there's yeah. the race is on. They're, they're trying to they capture that ship captain. Yeah. In, a- I mean, with scorpions under a bucket, speared in the head. We're mm. seeing who these. <laughs> Who these sand snakes really are, and they're, they're not. brutal. They, I mean, Jamie almost got killed by a snake at the beginning when yeah. he shows up in Dorne, and now he's got to barely three more fight one man. Mm-hmm. Now they've got three girls that are like, fierce. Yeah. yeah, but the race is on now, and I know that like, this is uh, kind of where I'm up in the books at the moment, and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of full on. Like, but Jamie's not in the books, so. Yeah, this is all, yeah, what's going to happen? Jamie, totally, totally different stuff. Yeah, up and up goes not quite north, but it's a different storyline. Um, uh, down here, it's Eris Oakheart, the Kingsguard, who's he's already down here. He's actually in, in bed with uh, Aryan Martell. There's a lot of other stuff at play. There's, uh, uh, there's a Kingsguard guy that comes down. I, I can't remember the name. It's a right complicated now. story. It's a, it, and, and it is. <laughs> and I'm okay with them. When I have time to think about it, I have I'm okay with some of these changes where it's like they're streamlining the character bloat, and it's great to see Jamie and have some depth to his character now. I can I can get behind this. I think, <laughs> I think it's also when you've read something and you have such a connection to it. Sure. When you don't get to get surprised at all, that takes some of the fun out of it. But you're getting surprised whoa, and whoa, in the whoa. best Did way. Did you watch Harry Potter Stop. and you were still on the edge of your seat? No, but I'm saying you're getting surprised mm-hmm. in the best way because it's still by the same writer. Like, if J.K. Rowling was like, I'm going to try something a little bit different. And yes, there was stuff that was a little bit different than in the books. Yeah. And I think it's because you trust the person who did it. This is the world they created, and if they're going to make some changes, cool. For me, for me, what what has become since I have become a book guy, and I wasn't when the show started, like I've I've admitted and said before. So in the death of Mance Rayder, which we can all now unfortunately say that this is probably that probably was his death. Um, I even watched the the Game of Thrones YouTube page actually put the, <laughs> the behind the scenes thing. There was a great moment, and and. It upsets. Uh, it upsets me. Upset, uh, I'm having too much. Can't whiskey. even say it. It upsets me upset. because there's so many great things that that character goes on to do, mm-hmm. and that happens a lot of times when some of these characters die, and that's where the upset comes from. The bitter book people. Yes. Is but wait. 
That was good. That means that one thing, and I want ev- I want everyone to see that. But that just means that we'll have a lot more moments where we can all join together and say, oh, I didn't see that coming. There was a giant one in this episode. There yes. absolutely was. Yes, but we're and not it, there it yet. happened again, though, with Sir Barristan. Well, well this is that's, boom, we're jumping books. there now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But just that whole scene, we get to we get to Danny and Barristan and her are talking about Rhaegar, and I was like, this yeah. scene is too happy for this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, you were. I literally go, Barristan's gonna die. In my heart, I went, oh, you called it. Oh, Tiffany's right. Because yeah. you don't get to see his final like moment. Like, mm-hmm. You never get to see Danny rarely smiling or laughing anymore. But um, it, was, it was too lovely, and she looked stunning, a wreathral even. It's yeah. like, yes. ha, ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. A little Galadriel yeah. kind of yeah. fuzz, uh, or focus, soft focus on her. I give you the her. light of a Yeah. <laughs> it was. And, and I love what, what Barristan was saying, and this is a historic, the best fighter in the land. This man is still going, still strong. And, yeah. and he says, hey, your brother, he basically says your brother was a good guy. Yeah, he cheated on his wife, though. That's something to consider. But um, well, and, Ray got Targaryen kind, mention. Kind of started a yeah. war, but he was he wasn't the mad Targaryen, um, and and it, it helps remind Danny that hey, I should be more like him and not my brother who had the crown for king. Well, and going by, by Drogo. And going with the people and walking through the town and the city and getting to know them and that he would sing and collect money, but then he would give the money back to people. Mm. And I think that was the biggest part because she's only seen how her brother behaved. Yes. She's only seen how Drogo was. And so hearing this other story about, okay, yes, you he don't was have to be horrible. Yeah. Because we're saying a bad streak. A little bit of a balance of both sides. And yeah. so that to me was really interesting. Um, but mm. yeah, I was like, Dang it, Barristan's going down. Yeah, but before that, his daughter Zoe Lorak is is campaigning again to reopen fighting the fighting pits, pits which yeah. is is obviously a big thing in Marine for his daughter. He wants it as as um, reopening, touching in with the culture of mm-hmm. Marine. And um, do we think he's a son of the harpy? You you reckon? And we, I we felt like he was well? put in like he was like I'm going to distract her. And I think so. I think show. This is a complete show guest. Yeah, I think he, he will be revealed as the harpy. Yeah, it makes sense. Who else yeah. could it be? Who else could it be? Because even you'd have to introduce an entire new character too. But not that they couldn't do that. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah I, I think um, I think he is. I don't trust him. I like him. I I liked his speech about his father. Like, hey, my my dad. Yeah, he was a slave master, but he did not want to pin the slaves against the, uh, the crosses. That yeah. he, that he was against that. So there's some good to that character. Like everything on Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's a gray gray area. Yep, absolutely. Another person or set of people that are in a gray area. Are the horse? Gray worm. Yeah. By the way, lesson for tonight's episode in this season: stay out of brothels. Seriously, Maureen, if you go there, you did. A lot of murder, death kills. They'll get you dead. They look pretty, but they'll plan your death because Mm -hmm. that one chick was like, "Just twice now." Twice now. How was that tea wipe? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that was the same one that did the holding and singing. I believe it was. I don't think it was because that one that one looks scared. I I no 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 no. She was in when on that one. When he got his throat slit, she looked. She was in it on looked it. More like Miss Sunday. No, no, yeah, Sunday. like like a kind of a one that mm. doesn't do cardio a little bit. But uh, um, no, I believe it was the same one. I'm not saying I wouldn't go to that brothel. Oh man! And pay some anyway, gold dragons. <laughs> I, let's move on. I believe it was one. the same one. Okay. Some so Leo out there, back me. Someone back me. She distracts and she tells them to go in, and then I know my horse is exactly. what I'm saying. Exactly. I was like, say your Star Wars quote. Yeah. It's a trap. Passing um, asset. 
They get in there, and the Unsullied are outnumbered by a lot of the Sons of the Harpy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was just, I loved the reveal (laughs) of Grey Worm. Yes. Because we're watching the whole scene. We didn't know who it was. Yeah. We didn't get to see any of their, the unsullied faces when they go in. And we're all hoping that it's not, not one of the ones worm. that we know. By the way, everyone has confirmed that uh, Ken's right. Same. Ken knows his whores is basically <laughs> what we've learned here. <laughs> same girl. Yeah. Okay. That was a great close quartered fighting. It was a tense scene. Really shot well. Yeah. Uh, that's the first, to me, the real big first action of the season. We've had some other things. But but this was the first, like, <gasps> yeah. hold your breath. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't, you, you, Maude, don't really like the uh, slicing of necks. No. I've noticed that. Yeah. Your safety bubble yeah. goes up. It's a bit violent. Yeah, it is. For me. It's just the... Yeah. The sound is pretty gruesome, but every second... So Barristan shows up there, which I was like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I know, yeah. I know. He like heard there was a, a ruckus. Run. And, you know, of course he's been a nut Run. his whole life. So he's like, oh, I'll just pull my sword and walk in. Yeah. He's like, no, no, turn away. Yeah. yeah. I literally, oh. every time he got stabbed, I just yelled no. I was like, no, 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 yeah. no. no. Um, and someone, I think it was, yeah, Taylor uh, Taylor Eric says uh, his uh, Selmy's fight scene reinforces the even now I could cut through the five of you like carving a cake, mm. which is one of my favorite moments with with Barristan. Such a great getting exiled, great yeah. character. He held his own. He really did. And you were saying it's like at the beginning we were talking about, well, Jamie and Bron were saying, how would you like to die? And you were like, you yeah. know what, so Barristan, if he had to go out, he would I go out. I think he would have said that. Going out, go out fighting and. Protecting what he thought was important and, and not running away. He's gonna yeah. go, he's gonna go out on his shield, uh, figuratively. And yep. and uh, I look again. Uh, this is the this is the moment. I'm a little upset at it because he goes and on to do some great things in the books. But you know what? I can tell right now who's gonna do it. I'm not gonna say my prediction, Don't but say. I I know who's gonna get his parts going on. <laughs> I know what's gonna happen, and I I think I like it, so I can accept it. And and if this is the way Barristan goes out, he wasn't slit. His throat wasn't slit mm-hmm. in the night. He fought. He killed. He went out defending the honor. And and a great moment with Grey Worm and him. Those two went through a lot too on this road. Sad moment. I'm gonna yeah. pour. I'm gonna pour Maud, Maud's beer on the ground in honor yeah. of Selmy. But pour um, one out. I was and tough. Grey Worm and Grey Worm. Well, what's going on with Grey Worm? He didn't have a mortal wound. It was well, a stab to the ribs. But then when he fell, there was a blood pool. There was a massive I, blood pool that I, grew behind his head. I Mark think. Allen was like, I hope Grey Worm hasn't turned to the death side. Oh. Oh. Uh, Twitter. Dun, 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 dun. It's None a mod wait. pun. None, mm, they don't turn into... White Walkers anywhere else, do they? No, 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 no. Okay. He becomes a force ghost in Corso. <laughs> uh, I don't. I no, don't. What if someone comes I, upon him and he's like still breathing? I don't Patch think. Him up I, the way I don't think Grey Worm's dead. I don't. I don't. I don't. They didn't show. In fact, an I, actual... I know he's not because if you saw the season five trailer, you know he's not. There's some stuff. There's a big scene that he that's in the trailer. So. But as we know, there's a lot of trailer stuff that happens, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, that wasn't in it. Nah, he's gonna get some nub love. Nub love. Stop it. Stop that. Um, And just speaking of some trailers, apparently, the Unsullied do. That's why they go to the brothel. You made me giggle like a little boy. Um, But that trailer for the next episode, I was like, this felt like a Mad Men trailer, where you don't have any idea what's actually happening, and it's just one person being like, no, what? Who did that? 
dragons. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marine's going down at the moment. They're rejecting Daenerys as a leader. She's not letting them have fighting pitch. She's not kind of bowing to their needs. So they're rejecting her by enforcing the sons of the harpy to kind yeah. of, you know, win the town back. She's also losing control of her dragons. Mm-hmm. And it is very known that she needs the dragons to take Westeros. And she doesn't have those and she doesn't have a city. She got nothing left. Yeah. Except Again. for Daria. Oh. oh, and that butt. She got Dario <laughs> in the man butt. Cool, like a and Jorah, and maybe Tyrion soon. Or so. Jorah, and someone I've, I want to give credit to said I, it was too far back. Someone called him Jorah the Explorer. Which <laughs> is funny. Yeah, he, he's going to try to get back. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What? Someone called me out so hard. Well done. Fly, Fly by Night 98 says Maud looks oblivious to the tipping 40s from my homies tradition. What the hell was that? You don't. Uh, you don't? Point, like, why would you pull? Okay, tell Maud? you what, after the show. There's a capital. No, no, after the show tonight, Maud, let's go drive down to Compton. And we'll go, <laughs> we'll so, go pour some I'm 40s so down. Basically, when someone dies, you pour be there. one out for them. Yeah. I'm so a white girl from Australia right now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. We the just taught ourselves the more you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to next week because dragons. Yes. That's well, the scene on the billboards that everyone's been looking yeah. at, which is like, uh, you know, Tyrion on, on the boat, and then there's this shadow of, you know, the, and the, and the they, dragon coming through. They kind of cut it up in the season five trailer, and I didn't believe it. I never actually thought that Tyrion would see a dragon, but it uh, looks as though that's what happened. I never thought he'd see a dragon. Yeah, and that, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, and I, I feel like from the billboards, I assumed he was on like a massive ship. And now, yeah, like, right, right. He's right, on a right, rowboat. Right, right, he's right. on a rowboat. <laughs> but Jorah the Explorer is trying yeah. to get back to the girl oh, who I won't like sleep with him. That Jorah the Explorer. Yeah. yeah, guys, I had a bit of a question that uh, ran through my mind when we were talking about how this episode broke down. I mean, we didn't see any Arya. We didn't see any um, mm-hmm. uh, of some of the key things that would, you know, usually I felt uh, before they would have a little story about everyone and it would kind of all be packed in. Now they're kind of removing key players and it's like, you know what? Last episode, no Danny. This episode, no Arya. And mm-hmm. it's like longer. Uh, more concentrated or like you know juicier moments because they're kind of taking out some of the key characters per episodes. Do you like mm-hmm. getting everyone involved and just having a snippet, or do you like the fact that they're picking and choosing and they're kind of exploring it more? I think that the way the season so far has played out, it has to be this way. We come back and it's like, okay, we're going to remind you where everyone's at, so you're going to get these quick snippets here and mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But now that you know where everyone is. Let's start getting into the meat of this season. So for me, I think it works well in that way. If we just jumped into the beginning and it's like just heavier, longer scenes, I would not be able to piece things together further out where it's like, oh, but remember this person's here. This could actually come into play down the line. Because like, say, for instance, with the whole Sansa Littlefinger situation, if we hadn't already seen the stuff with the Boltons and their interaction um, or Jon Snow being asked to go back to Winterfell, mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't have as much impact. So I think yeah. for me, this season has played out perfectly. And honestly, yes, we haven't had a massive like murder in the way that some of the other seasons have been. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I do keep saying this episode is my favorite episode. No, this episode is my favorite episode. That's the best possible way a show could play out is that every episode keeps getting better. 
Yeah, I love that uh, you, you said it so right, Tiff. We're now veterans of four seasons into our fifth season watching the show. Not counting the first because there were less characters. Yeah. You get this habit. Uh, we, we are this, it's this pattern we all are familiar with now. It's like one and two are going to be really chock full of a lot of like, oh, that guy's there. That guy's there. Mm-hmm. They're over there. Here's this. Yep. And then now we get to slow down a little bit. I thought last week we we did with Aria and we spent a yeah. lot of time with Aria. Um, so uh, I'm okay with her not being here and I'm glad we got time. I wish the show was 12 episodes long. They <laughs> yeah. just don't have the money to do it. It costs so much. Um, they do a great job. For all the crap I sometimes feel in my head when they're like, why did you kill Barristan? These, this production team does an amazing job mm-hmm. of taking a story that George R. R. Martin said, I wrote with the expressed purpose of writing something that cannot be adapted into any film or TV show. That's what he set out to do after his bad experience writing for TV in the 80s. Yeah. And they've done a pretty damn yeah. good mm-hmm. job of, of that. And so I like what they're doing. And now with the show and something like Barristan being killed that didn't happen in the books, in mm-hmm. the books, you guys as readers still get to have those <gasps> moments that mm-hmm. you had in the books on the TV show, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, Freddie Concepcion has said, yeah. hey, what, Bran, Bran hasn't happened so far. Yeah. And then a lot of people kind of chiming and going, yeah, we're not going to get Bran this Not-all. season. So he no asked, Bran. why? Um, I, I believe officially, uh, I can't quote anybody, but I, they just decided to push that storyline to next season for time and um well it's raced ahead in the in the books it, like they kind of played they, that storyline out quickly quick essentially quick. they yeah they they cut out uh, a, a character of cold hands and all that kind of stuff and they they killed jojen which doesn't happen in the books and they kind of got to the point where the books was mm, and now yeah. now now brands Everyone's on else, they are all catching up he's on dagobah and and it's <laughs> he's learning and I think what also their thought pattern was the actor, Isaac Hempstead White's going to obviously continue to get older and grow yeah. and adolescent and everything. I think now you're going to now you can almost justify it because he's been gone a while. Yeah. Now when he looks so different, he'll, yeah. he, you can change his look or you can do something with that character. And in the books, certain books, you don't hear a lot from other characters. So I think that it's mm-hmm. an interesting homage to the books as well, where you're like, yeah, this season you're not going to get to well, see this person. And, and, going and on. book four <laughs> contains... None of the main characters yeah. you've come to watch, other than Cersei and I think some and, and Brienne and Sansa. Otherwise, you're like, who's the sword mm. of the or this guy, the knight? <laughs> of, ooh, there's an entire book. All the kettle blacks. Yeah, the kettle blacks and all these characters, and it and it was it threw me off for about 500 pages. <laughs> uh, I do remember getting a tweet earlier, and sorry uh, mm. that I can't completely quote who it is quickly enough before I say it, but they're saying, hey, when can we uh, get back to the Iron Isles? When can we talk about the, the whole... That is a great question. Because they're, they're trying to find who's going to be the, the latest king now yeah, that... Yeah, the uh, king's moot. Yes, the king's moot now that Greyjoy, Balin Greyjoy... Well, but they... They have. They, I don't think they've even killed. Oh, uh, what have I done? No, yeah, but have but they have. Much? They I. They haven't. No. But but they've moved so f- far away from the Greyjoy mm-hmm. story that you kind of forget. And, and uh, Yara, who's who's. Oh, sorry, uh, Lewis. Uh, Lewis, the metal yeah. fan. Oh, thank God I got you out. Yeah, there you go. I did Lewis, the metal fan. Yep. Um, there's so much with the Greyjoys, and Victorian yeah. Greyjoy is is a big player in this story that hasn't been introduced yet on the show. But I think uh, the. Dan Water, all these other characters from the Greyjoys, um, uh, you know, there's they haven't even begun to touch on them, and I don't know if they will or how. I think they're going to combine it into one. 
character, which I get because there's a lot of chapters of these dudes it's who hang out in the water. Feel. This it's is not so King's different. Landing. This yeah. isn't Dawn. Yeah. This is a whole new area. Yeah. You know what? When I'm reading it, it's a little bit like a. Ugh. Yeah. It's a it's a wet blanket. Yeah. There's there's <laughs> a, and, and Rachel, I'm going to lean on you again. There's Huron, like you said, Huron Greyjoy, Victorian Greyjoy, and uh, Aaron. I, I forget his name, but his name is his nickname is the Damp Water. Uh, those are the three brothers of Balon. Yeah. And they factor in greatly. Yeah. The final, the ah, Dance with Dragons, Dance, Dance with Dragons. Yeah. The last stuff is amazing. They haven't touched on it yet. Yeah. Could be next year. We shall have to wait and yeah. see and just keep watching well, every single episode. And we will. <laughs> We've hit an hour, guys. Thank you so much for letting us chat about this. Make sure you do keep getting your questions in there because, like me, I'll remember something that someone said and come back to it at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all have Twitter. Tiffany's tweets right here at Maud Garrett, at Ken Knapsock. If you want to grab this full episode, it should be up on YouTube.com forward slash Geek Bombshells shortly. You can yep. comment there and make sure you subscribe and like that one. Absolutely, and uh, this this audio version. <laughs> Tell us about the audio. <laughs> the audio version. Sorry, I was reading. I was reading some stuff. Uh, the audio version is found on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic. Subscribe, rate, and review if you're on iTunes. There's a lot of great shows on there. Follow me at Ken Knapsack for all the updates on that. And um, I want to thank you all for. We've had a, a good uh, chat room um, session. Mm, yeah, uh, you guys are on fire. People watching. I know a lot of you don't watch live because maybe you're still watching the show. It's a hard choice for us do we do we wait till the west coast feed is done and do a show at midnight do we do it now there's no <laughs> perfect answer we're getting one more hour that we, <laughs> want, we don't want us talking we about could do another. we could do but i want and so far and all the tweets coming in you guys are all supportive too Absolutely. and uh we don't uh we don't have a lot of negativity going on i appreciate your support a great conversation and i love it hey when we get something wrong because i'm going to the matter all the maps i've studied i'm gonna <laughs> say something wrong i appreciate that you guys help and not Attack and that that makes this show. Oh, everyone in here that is just so wonderful. More. I want yeah. to give you all a hug. I, mean, I do. That's I been do. Great. You mean you want to mouth kiss them like Littlefinger? Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 all right, you guys. Right. Well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you check out my YouTube page, Tiffany M. Smith, for the bonus videos. Where this week we're going to talk about some of our favorite one-liners and quotes from the past seasons. And as usual, make sure you give a follow to I See the Frog because they're the ones who hook us up with this awesome podcast. Absolutely. Um, and we will see you all again. Open the moon door. Close, Close the, the moon, moon door. door. Because the night is dark. And full of tears. tears.